Previously on that Cthulhu John. Lenny, you're on a bunch of painkillers, so you're having a pretty good night's sleep. You wake up around four in the morning. You see a large gentleman uh, in scrubs. Hi, Mr. Cobb. Uh, my name's Jeremy. Can we switch out your pillow for you? Chucky sends his regards. You feel him push the pillow harder into your face. I guess you're struggling too much right now. You hit this guy square in the jaw and he falls over and you just hear a crack. Unbelievable. I should have expected it though. After a little bit, I might just start looking through that book, figure out what this King in Yellow is all about. Looks like it's some sort of spell. It's called The King's Puppet. You find Professor Freeman's office. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you to uh, take a look at this uh, syringe in particular? Definitely some sort of a plant cell. Let's see what effect this has on one of these rats. The rat starts running in circles. You see its eyes get real big and it cowers in the corner. Poor buddy, he's having a bad trip. So you head into your apartment and when you walk in, you see that your apartment is completely trashed. So you hop in the cab, you go to visit Lenny in the hospital. Yeah. The phone in your room rings. Lenny? Listen up, fuck face. You ain't leaving that hospital alive. Oh my God, we have to get you out of here. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 37. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. You. Chuck. Saw. And Jenny. Hello. (laughs) All right, guys. So when we last left off, Walter was in the back room of his bookstore, pouring through his books. What? About to? About to pour through his books. But we left with Heather and Lenny at the hospital. Lenny has just unhooked himself from his IV. We got a crutch. We're making a break for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you guys are escaping the hospital right now. When you start to go through the hospital... So I'm... I make her go ahead of me so it don't look like we're together. So I wait, follow behind, I guess. And if I see her react, maybe it'll give me more time. But they might not pay attention to her. Okay. Lenny, right now, uh, you're wearing a hospital gown. Oh, yeah. Do I have a, There was a bag of clothes in there, wasn't there? Crap. There was a bag of clothes in there. Oh, man. I go back for them. Okay. So you go back, change into your other clothes. It's going to be kind of tough. I don't get changed yet. Okay. And did they cut my pants? They did. Yeah, they usually do. Okay. Yeah. I don't get changed yet, though, but I do. I grab my stuff, then I make a break for it, hopefully to get changed somewhere else. Okay. You start to hobble down the hallway, go down the elevator. Um, I dip into a stairwell. I open the door. I listen first before, without getting in the elevator. Oh, okay. So you don't get in the elevator. Instead, you open a stairwell. Yeah, I just kind of listen to see if I hear any, like, a group of people walking through it. Uh, You do not right now. All right, then I step inside and I get changed in the stairwell. Best I can. I use the hospital gown, like, 
tie my pant leg or my pants back on or whatever. Gotcha. So you still have some semblance of a pant leg. Yeah. It's like I'm wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you've changed your clothes and what do you do now? I guess I very slowly make my way down the stairs on a crutch and uh, holding onto the handrail to get to a different floor because if they're looking for me there, then I don't want to be wandering that hallway. So you hobble, what, down the stairs? Yeah. Okay. Then after you get down, how many flights of stairs do you go down? Just the next floor down. Okay. So you just go down one floor. Mm -hmm. The whole way down, you hear your crutch and your footsteps echoing. And you open up the door to the floor below you. Mm -hmm. We're going to say it is the fourth floor. You are on the fifth. Uh, I will make my way to the elevator and uh, make sure that it's um, not on the way up, I guess. (laughs) Try to catch it on the down. All right. So you catch it on the way down, down to the first floor. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Just hobble out of there? Um. So like a gift shop, something tucked away from the main receiving area, but still more or less within view. Yeah, sure. There's a gift shop there. You know, you get your little thing of flowers or some candy or something. Get well cards. Um, do I see Heather anywhere? I don't know. Heather, have you left the hospital altogether? No, I would say I was standing outside of the first floor elevator, but like not directly because he keeps telling me to like go ahead of him. I see earshot just in case someone tries to say like hey where are you going with your ripped up pants so you probably would have caught me going to the gift shop yeah <laughs> give me a card mm-hmm. i just watch him because he doesn't want me near him buy a bunch of balloons you buy a bunch of balloons a bunch of us in balloons okay uh-huh and um try to float away i carry them in front of my face as i'm leaving love it very slick I'll let her kind of lead the way, I guess. I kind of motion to the front door. Hopefully we can find a cab out there. Yeah. There actually is a is a spot to wait for cabs there. Okay. And every once in a while, a cab pulls around. And what do you know? As soon as you walk out, there's a cab there. All right. Let's, uh, All right. I don't know where we're going, but let's get out of here. All right. So you hop in the cab and uh cabbie turns around and goes, where to? I'm going to go to Walter's bookshop. I mean. Yeah, it's a start. Let's go there for now. Yeah. Okay, so you tell him to go down to... Uh, Joe Clock's. Joe Clock's bookshop down on Chestnut Street. So he drives it down there. Uh, you guys get out of the cab, pay the cabbie. There you go, bud. Thanks. <laughs> Give him a little tip. Mm. Head on into Walter's bookstore. And uh, when you do, you hear the little bell. ding ling 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 do we see him when we walk in? Nothing but dictionaries and guns and ammo magazines. <laughs> oh, man. Dictionaries have been flying off the shelves, I heard. Auto traders. <laughs> That's a callback. That's a good one. Um, so, Walter, you're still in the back right now. When the other two of you walk in, the guy at the front desk just gives you a nod. A nod back. Um, they got any, like... Uh chairs or anything where people can like sit and check out a book absolutely (laughs) or like get off their broken leg um i go to that and take a seat which one greets us theodore and i say 
hey, Theo. Because, like, I'm always coming there to bother Walter. So now I just, like, know them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, hey, Heather. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Walter here? He goes, yeah, he's, he's in the back, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I go back? He goes, no, uh, I don't think Walter will mind either. Nice. So I go back. I guess I stand up and follow. <laughs> I'm going to poke my head in and say, look who's here. Hey there, uh, Walter. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, guys. Uh, just out of curiosity, about what time would you say they got here? What time is it now? Uh, we're going to say that it is now 11 in the morning. Well, fortunately, it's not on the clock yet. Um, it's like, hey, guys, uh, what, uh, what, what's going on? It's good to see you out of the hospital walking about. And he kind of looks closer at your ripped up pant leg there. Uh, you uh, feeling okay? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I guess good enough, uh, at least until stuff starts wearing off. We uh, kind of had to get out of there. I wasn't really sure where to go. Uh, got a threatening phone call. Figured better not wait around for another attempt on my life I make a gesture to the the book the king in yellow um mm. so yeah i made some notes on some of the stuff i read but uh, i wouldn't read that play and i don't know maybe all woozy some about the words who knows uh, i was kind of afraid of that a trick of the eye i told you it's the same thing that happened to me listening to the play i felt like i had vertigo but there was some other stuff in there you know it kind of made sense as to but the guy might have believed he was feeding. I suppose. I don't know. It, something about taking taking bits of you. That's worrisome. But uh, yeah, coffee's good for now. While I figure out where I'm going to go. Of course. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to pour up a couple cups. All right, so you guys get your coffee together. We've got about an hour. Till you start working. Oh, good. That's a perfect amount of time for 500 horrible things to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that has kind of seemed like that lately. Hopefully I wasn't followed. I don't mean to bring this to your door. Um, oh, yeah, I left a bunch of balloons. Uh, How did you walk in with the balloons? The as well. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't let me leave them in the cab. Yeah, I could uh, could understand that. I think I might hang on to him. I don't know. That'd be a good idea. Uh, what were you referencing? I see you've marked a couple pages here. Uh, or you have a couple pages uh, noted. Oh, yeah, there's one, something about a... Um, some ritual to create a symbol. And uh, the other one's something about a... Uh, called the King's Puppet. You can dominate somebody remotely the more you put... The more of yourself you put into it. Seems like some mumbo-jumbo that uh, whoever this guy is thinks he's some kind of wizard, maybe. Or maybe it has something to do with the the play itself. I mean, that's probably how he's controlling Ginger. Has he been controlling Ginger? I don't know. I mean, she's writing the squiggle everywhere. That's the reason that I got cursed. Does that mean he was controlling you too then? So, well, you don't you don't think it was literal, do you? Let me see this this puppet thing you're talking about. And you look it over and sure enough, it seems like you would have at least somewhat of a grasp over someone where you could control them for a period of time depending on how much your own personal essence that you put into it. Well, I can't say that I've really read something like this, but uh, 
this doesn't seem all that good. What what about, uh, he continues reading, is there anything about like after effects or wearing off or is it permanent? Anything of that nature? It says uh, after the spell wears off, there's no recollection of what they were doing at the time. Well, uh, I mean, this seems like something one would use on an adversary, but he scratches his head a little. I mean, is this something you guys wanted to attempt? One of us? Hmm? I mean, wouldn't you think, like, when Ginger drew the shape all over our apartment, he could have been controlling her then? She didn't remember doing any of it. Well, yeah, that makes sense with the... You know what? Let me check that other page that I copied before, and I referenced the other one. What, what did you say it was? There was a puppet thing, and then what was the other important page? Was uh, That was the feeding it one? The ritual to create a symbol. I wasn't talking about uh, you know playing make-believe witchcraft with these. Uh, I was just kind of giving you some insight into what this creep thought he was up to. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, does it seem like they correlate? Like you have to... Uh, use this symbol on the person first and then you can dominate them or something like that? Or are they independent? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, based on what she said, uh, when he, when he said the mumbo jumbo and he, he touched the head and then, you know, allegedly released the curse, he said that should be enough to feed it. So, I mean, if you're putting yourself, if you're feeding yourself into this other spell, maybe, uh, he's kind of like stealing from some people to, uh, not that I believe it or nothing. <laughs> well, that's terrifying. And he begins to ponder that possibility for a moment. Uh, but yeah, this symbol thing seems uh, seems like it just really makes people crazy. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I've been trying to make sure I don't draw anything. Don't draw it. <laughs> so, Walter, the more you look into this, the more it seems that, yeah, the person who is going to be the king's puppet needs to first have the yellow sign or i'm sorry the uh the symbol mm-hmm. not the yellow sign mm-hmm. i guess you could call it the yellow sign i mean, I mean it's was it yellow it's the king in yellow or the king sign uh let's just call it the symbol that strange symbol that, <laughs> that wacky symbol I guess uh, reading more about this, does this kind of sound like what the uh, fortune teller had told uh, Heather about the, uh, which card was it? Was it the king of something or? King of swords. King of swords. Yeah. Does it sound like that now that I'm reading it a bit more? If you're reading into the card reading, uh, yeah, it does seem like that. Like he might be the king of swords. He kind of says that out loud to Heather. Definitely jives with what the fortune teller said gosh and the queen of swords could be ginger she told me it was someone who introduced a problem into my life or an issue that could have been any of us walter's face probably goes white with that starting to believe a little too much all of a sudden he might look a little shook all right walter who probably didn't have too much stock in psychics uh, now, you know, uh, seems plausible at least. Uh, he's definitely glad he tipped her that extra 40 bucks. <laughs> oh, Walter, did you find anything out from your, your friend about the, the needle? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, actually, oh, uh, yeah. 
What uh, you got that looked at? What do you say? Could it have been that purple flower? He definitely said that it was some kind of plant-based uh, substance, and uh, he swabbed a Q-tip in there, you know, a cotton swab in there, and took some of that, whatever was in the syringe, and fed it to a rat. And, uh, you know, it looked like he was tripping out. Yeah, I could have told you that. That seems like it might have been the same thing then. I asked him to analyze it, but he said there was so little of it, he couldn't really run more than one test. I see. I had him... Or I asked him if he could determine if it were more likely a hallucinogen or some sort of corrosive toxin, like we read about in the one book. So the um, the rat didn't like turn into a snake or nothing weird. Uh, it looked really afraid of me. I mean, I got close to it and it tried to claw its way through the glass almost. It's probably the hallucination part for me then. Good. Yeah, let's let's hope about that. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the part we're still hung up on. I mean. You know, aside from the syringe, Lenny, is there anything else that you can think of that might actually prove that these guys, you know, might be more than what they appear? What do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, the professor, you know, he seemed a little hesitant, and uh, I'm not sure if he really believed, uh, you know, that this is really the case. Uh, He seems to think that they're sleeping and that, uh, you know, they won't be a problem to deal with. Who? Well, these Ophidians, the snake people. The snakes? I mean, I know what I saw. Look, uh, it was a couple of days later, uh, you know, when I got hit by the car. Um, yeah, I don't think I was uh, seeing things anymore. Still not. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to believe you. I think I know what I saw. They had a lot of jackets on. If they were sleeping. How is he seeing all this? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think your buddy's as informed as he says. Or maybe he knows a little too much and doesn't want to let on. Remember, you don't know these guys, neither. Well, that could be the case. But uh, I think I should still warn them. Um, you know, g- give me a moment. I'm going to call that Rutherford guy. Uh, he's probably busy at work, but I could leave him a quick message. Yeah, poke around. Just, uh, you know, see what they uh, see what they say. You should probably contact them all. You know, maybe uh, if one of them slips up or says something a little weird, might give you some more insight. Uh, but, I mean... I got no proof for you. I got no, like, uh, some shed skin or scales or nothing, you know, no fangs, just that needle. Well, I hadn't really thought about that, but I suppose I could contact the others. Uh, gosh, what do they say? The uh, You're only as strong as the weakest link in the chain? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, you got speakerphone in here? Why don't you let me listen in? I'll, uh, you know, maybe just to weigh in on what I think. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. How uh, up to date or how nice are these phones back here? Or is it just like a regular rotary phone at that point in 85? Or Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that speaker phone there. But, I mean, I could probably just tilt the receiver. Yeah. You guys can just kind of put your ears up to it. <laughs> uh, but this guy's a professor in University City. There's a good chance I'm just leaving a message here. Yeah, that's true. With that, he retrieves Rutherford Brightley's business card and uh, attempts to dial the university number. Okay, so you dial the university number, and after it rings a couple times, you hear, mm, Yes, anthropology. Oh, uh, Rutherford, this is Walter. I suspected uh, you might have been busy and I had or would have been leaving a message, but it's good to hear from you. How's the day treating you? 
Well, it's been treating me pretty well so far, Mr. Pendergast. I have pushed off all of my class duties onto my assistant for today. Oh, has something happened I should know about? No, just these are some of the benefits of when you have tenure, you see. Ah, yes, of course. Well, it may be fortunate that today is the day I'm reaching out to you. Uh, Rutherford, there's something that's been troubling me. Uh, do you have a moment? Yes, I do. Well, listen, I won't take up much of your time, but I, I think we we may be approaching this incorrectly. I'm not certain, but I'm about 99% sure that the Ophidians are already awake, and they've been here the entire time. <laughs> My dear Mr. Pendergast, I am the foremost expert on the Ophidians, my friend. Well, I certainly don't mean to uh, disturb your tenure, and anything that were to transpire with regards to this could be between the two of us, but I, I think there's some things that we may have overlooked or some things that we should consider. I, obviously, I don't know what the full plan oh, is here. Oh, pray tell, but... Mr. Pendergast. What is it that we should consider? <laughs> well. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you were the authority on the Ophidians. Fucking guy. It's, uh, it's not a matter of that, Rutherford. It's, uh, it's more a matter of safety and, uh, you know, seeing this through to the end. He says to you, Mr. Pendergast, the end will come if we don't do something before the Aquarian meteor shower. Until then, though, all of the Ophidians are sleeping, good sir. None of them could possibly be awake right now. Well, in that case, maybe I'm asking the wrong question. In your time researching the Ophidians, have you found anything that might prematurely wake them? Prematurely, no. You see, their dormancy was to last one billion years. And if my research is correct, and it undoubtedly is, I believe this year to mark the billionth. The Aquarian meteor showers when the Ophidian's mystical sleep is at its weakest. And according to the ancient prophecies, something will disturb them amidst this year's meteoric deluge. But their enchanted slumber should keep them at bay all the while. Mr. Pendergast? Yeah, see, there's that word should that makes me worry. You know, listen, I won't waste any more of your time with this until I have something concrete, but Rutherford, don't let your guard down. What if, what if we're walking into a trap? Says to you, um, Mr. Pendergast, I do appreciate your concern. However, I am confident that none of these serpent folk have awoken. Well, I guess for the moment, then, I'll have to share in your confidence. Until I can find some proof, then. Thank you for your time, Rutherford. Yes, Mr. Pendergast. Um, I do have other things to attend to now. Nice speaking with you. Goodbye. What a condescending piece of shit that is me and also Heather talking. Oh, man, this fucking guy. Is that his real voice? Yeah, that guy sucks. Is that his real voice? 
That's a real piece of work. Uh, he threw around that magical that magical slumber again. Yeah, for being the foremost authority. Yeah, of of magical spells and witchcraft. Oh my god. Hubbub. He face palms. Your new friends suck, Walter. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't seem too uh, willing to uh, even consider that there's some of these uh, snakes running around. I mean, or whatever they are, mutants. Listen, there's a new plan. Then we take all the books and we skim all the notes for anything that regards slumber or sleeping or, or things of that nature. We can start there at least. I mean, I don't think we want to confront one of these snake people he says strangely because he's still not 100 percent sure it's true but he's getting pretty worried at this point maybe there's something in these books uh i mean i guess it's not really too smart for you to go back to my place if they're watching the house oh yeah there was a car outside your house last night <laughs> yeah you know from the time we got there till the time i went to bed out there with the engine running in front of your place yeah i figured they were gone when i left well, that's good. I forgot to look in the morning. Yeah, I won't be going to your place. Uh, yeah, I could always, uh, maybe I'll crash at your place, Heather. Keep an eye on the spot while you're uh, staying away. <laughs> oh, the guy can put a curse on you. Start drawing symbols all over the place. Yeah, I won't be showering there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'll look through those books for, you know, slumber and sleeping. and. It almost sounds like a bad mobster movie, but... Uh... You want to get a hotel room and just kind of... I was thinking the same thing. Uh, as long as it ain't my name. I don't know if they would have hers. I think we could just give a fake name. Yeah, I guess so. As long as the money's green. Just go to a shitty cash-only place. Yeah, there's definitely one of those around. What was that, uh, that douchebag's name, Rutherford Brightly? Uh, yeah, that's that's him. Most definitely. That's my name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walter laughs out loud at that. All right, so you give the name Rutherford Brightly at one of these uh, run-down shitball motels. Yeah, pay cash. They probably don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't care as long as you pay cash. And get in the room, break out these books. I guess you have one book for each of you. Well, uh, Walter got work. I do have to work, but uh, if you guys want to hang on to the second and third volumes, you know, there's uh, plenty of paper and writing utensils uh, here in my workspace um yeah can we just stay here until you're done and study here that sounds all right and then just leave together since neither of us have a car now yeah right yeah we'll see you uh, when you get back walter i guess we'll order some food get a pizza all right so you guys order up pizza or something i feel a real like montage of us looking through books happening yeah i don't know what the music would be but it's just me with my foot up if you're going to be ordering food and reading these books make sure to keep them separately you know eat your food wash your hands <laughs> turn the page wash your hands you turn the page wash your hands yeah yeah yeah, yeah no problem walter is extremely strict on that so cue the montage of you guys like running on. Empty. I'm just sitting in the bed the whole time, but she's just she's just running around like throwing papers in the air and stuff, and <laughs> on the phone bitching at somebody. It's like 14 paper airplanes under my desk. I'm flipping a TV remote. So you don't see any mention of slumber or sleep in these uh, side notes or anything that's highlighted, uh, anything talking about magical sleep of any sort. Anything about like reversing these symptoms? 
if you were to get poisoned? Poisons, yeah. It does mention some things about poisons that the Ophidians use. The ones that stick out the most are their venomous bite, uh, this carotid poison, and also uh, something called a uh, black lotus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That sounds like a flower or a kung fu film. <laughs> or both. Probably both. I would say I like leave the back room, see if Walter's doing anything. I don't know, wherever he is, I'm like, do you know what a black lotus looks like? Do you have any books on that? That's a good question. Would we have rare flower books in the uh, store? Uh, There's probably books about botany in there. Would this be in it, though? Could be like an old uh, remedies book or something. You can look through them. Definitely. Uh, Give me a luck roll, though, first. Who should roll it? Let's go with Walter. Oh, speaking of luck, uh, it turns out that I need to take a moment to calculate my luck, but should we also take a moment to roll for new luck? That's right. Guys, We forgot. I forgot to have you guys roll luck last game. It's our fault. We were so excited, and then, yeah, and then we just let it slide. (laughs) That's all right. So let's do that now, I guess? Yeah. It'll give you some time to think about what your next move is. I think we should, because I have a lot of numbers, which I need to tally and subtract. Oh, nice. That's a ton of luck, I guess. It is way lower than I remember. Yeah, you used like 19 yeah. or something like that. Or 12. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, I'm at 22. Jeez. I only rolled one over, but it is still over. Yeah, I'm over 61. 31. Okay. Give yourself a D10. 58. Nine points. Seven. You have redeemed yourself, new dice. Yeah, I got a nine as well. I need it. 31. I'll take it. Dope, 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 dope. All right. So now give me a luck roll. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got. Yeah. 13 will do it. How, how much of a pass is that? Is that just a regular pass? I'm sorry. He's got 31... So, I mean, it's a hard pass, at least. It's a hard pass. Okay. You do have a book of rare flowers and plants. It's a pretty big book. It's all, you know, color photos in it. Is it a tome, would you say? (laughs) I wouldn't quite say it's a tome. (laughs) I'd say it's a rather large book. Okay, it's a tome. Oh, cool. (laughs) At least a large volume. There it is, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, so you get the book on the rare flowers and plants. And you're flipping through it, and there is no picture of a black lotus. You see all different kinds of lotuses, rare ones, but nothing about a black lotus. Do all the lotuses look similar? They do look similar. Similar? (laughs) Similar. Similar. Does it look anything like the flower you've seen on your boss's thingy? Do I see any I recognize? Uh, the lotuses all have a certain kind of shape to it. A lotus shape. You see one in particular that is pink, but it's the same shape that you remember. Like if it were black or really dark purple, it might be the same plant. Looks like this one here, but uh, you know, wrong color. Oh my God. So it probably was. You were right for remembering that 
random flower. Yeah, it's it's weird. I can't remember a whole lot else at, <laughs> when I was in his office at that time, but that flower stands out. It's really all I can remember. Damn, my head's starting to hurt. <laughs> yeah, for reals. So I go back out and just tell Walter, like as if he's not working. I don't, I'm just like, it's the same flower. It's the flower he saw on his boss's desk. And then go back, right back in the back room, like just bringing him out <laughs> messages. Interesting. Well, it ain't the same, uh, but it is one of them. George, something came to mind uh, mm-hmm. that I had hoped to do during my work shift. The puppet spell or whatever ritual. Mm-hmm. I had hoped to copy that page on the Xerox machine and commit those words to memory or attempt to during my shift. Okay. Is that the phonetic you have to... Yeah, the phonetic pronunciations best it's I can. It's pretty anyway. big. It's a couple paragraphs. Oh, well, it might still be worth it. I mean, if there's some downtime, uh, maybe just kind of recite the lines in my head, try to remember them. Backwards mm-hmm. and forwards. It also says that you have to draw a uh, circle and salt and chant it within there first. Oh, it's like a real ritual ritual. Okay. And you have to put the mark on people too, right? Yeah, you have to give them the whammy. So you got to, yeah, you got to hit them with the business before the whammy or was it after? I forget. He's going to get mad. And that's a requirement before you can do the uh, puppet business. Right. The business. I see. You have to do the whammy before you do the business. That's it. (laughs) Clearly. All right. Well, in that case, then uh, I think I might Xerox a few things and just kind of compile, you know, everything that's required for the ritual that I have access to and just kind of maybe familiarize myself with that during my any downtime rather. Okay. So you do that. Y'all got phone books up in here? Just dictionaries. Just dictionaries. There's, <laughs> is there a phone number dictionary? Yes. A people look up? Of course there is. I'm going to get the number for, um, what is that freaking place called? They got all the flowers and whatnot. Like Steins? Cremps? Nah, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like they used to take us there in school. It's not like, uh, not like the flower like show. Like Longwood Gardens kind of thing? Yeah. What do they call it? It's like Arboretum or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or a terrarium? <laughs> That's right. Arboretum. Um, I'm going to look for their, something like that and, and, and inquire about this type of flower. Okay. You know, where someone that knows what they're talking about, you know, not some schmuck in a flower shop. Yeah, so you call up an arboretum. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone answers. And what do you ask of them? Yeah, you know, I had some, uh, I got some questions about a rare type of lotus. Uh, that I may have seen, but I can't seem to find no information on them. I thought maybe uh, someone here might. Says, uh, I'm pretty good at uh, identifying flowers. So I say, are you familiar with, uh, and then I say the one that's in the book, the pink one. And he goes, he goes, yes, yes, I have uh, not seen one in person, but I have read about them. Now, uh, have you ever heard possibly of like a really dark purple or black one that looks just like that? He says, well... I mean, I suppose that there could be some sort of mutation or something that would make it darker, but I don't know of anything that grows naturally like that. I see. Now, this other one, uh, the pink one, uh, you wouldn't know where to get your hands on one then. You said you never saw one. Says, oh, those are really rare. Um, You'd have a hard time coming across them anywhere. Hmm. I see. Well, uh, you know, where are they from? If I was to try to get my hands on one 
They're from Malaysia. Malaysia. All right. Some Malaysian lotus. Um, now, do you know anyone that might deal in uh, rare flowers? You know, for collectors or for trade or whatever? He says, yeah, we, we know some uh, people that collect rare flowers. You know, real horticulturists. Would you... Uh, would you be able to give me any business information or, uh, you know, would, would I go through you or? He gives you the number of a place in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh-huh. Lotus capital of the world. <laughs> but it is a uh, shop called Flowers by Yuki. Okay. Um, man, I just feel like she deals in... Weird flowers for people that want to use them for evil. Just to get this weird feeling. <laughs> um, all right, thanks. Uh, good looking out. All right. So he gives you the number for that shop. And uh, would you dial that up? Um, yes. All right, so uh, Lenny, you call Flowers by Yuki. And you hear a very soft, breathy voice go, yes, hello. Oh, uh, hey. Uh, hey there. <laughs> I, um, excuse me. I uh, wanted to inquire about a certain specific kind of flower, uh, supposedly pretty rare, um, but I seen one and, you know, we kind of had to have it. Uh, nice. There's this uh, Malaysian lotus. It's normally pink, but uh, I feel like I might have seen one that was purple. You give her the name of the lotus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she says to you, oh, yes, it's very rare, but we do carry it. The, the, purple, the purple one? Not the purple one. Would you know anything about a purple one? I mean, pink one's nice and all, but, uh, you know, is there one like this? She says to you, um, no. No, I wouldn't know anything about a, a purple one. Well, uh, what about the, uh, the, you know, the regular old pink one there? Uh, would you be able to get your hands on one by any chance? She says, yes, uh, we do have one here. Keep in mind, it is very rare. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know anyone else has been calling about these recently by any chance? Or either? No. No. All right. Uh, I did see a purple one. I doubt that, sir. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Uh, I'll have to drive down there. I'm out of state. Okay. Well, we'll see you when you can get here. All right, there, Don. Take it easy. Goodbye. My man. He said, "I did see one, though. I saw it." I did. <laughs> yeah, I did see one. I was trying to. I like it. Was trying to gauge a reaction, but I couldn't get nothing. She sounds like a lying liar. Uh, lion is lying. But well, what if he did something to the to the pink one to make it purple, right? And what if you know she never saw a purple one because you know he got like snake juice on the purple on the pink one and made it purple. It's just like green beer. It's just a beer <laughs> food coloring. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's just beer. Food no, it's coloring? not. It's not. It's green beer. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. It's also Go poison. Ahead. It's also poison. 
Um, yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, you know something they do to the flower makes it uh, makes it purple and poisonous. Maybe I don't know. I really don't want to go and buy a flower, but maybe it's something else to look for. Maybe they're doing like some kind of flower alchemy. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do before uh, before the workday ends for Walter and you guys go to the hotel? Um, probably place an order for pickup somewhere better than a pizza place. Okay. Get some dinner, some nice Italian joint. I don't know. I mean, should I do something about, um, about my roommate? It's up to you. I don't think I care. I Not that I don't care. That's mean. I care, but I don't. I'm more selfish than I am caring about her. Just not trying to die. He's evil. I'm pretty sure she's got like a touch of it. Seems a little weird. Has she been home after two days? I haven't seen her. I mean, I stopped in and the place was trashed. Try to call your your place uh, before we leave. Okay, that's a good idea. And then I'll do like that um star eighty something. There was like star 69, oh, like the block. which would like tell you who called, but then there was another one that would block your number. Block the ID. Yeah. But I don't think that you'd have to worry about caller ID. Just in case the phones are tapped or something, or, or someone's there and then they like star 69 to see where that number came from. I mean, I like put Walter in enough danger on an hourly basis. Okay. Just being extra cautious, but you dial that uh, little star number there. And so you call up your apartment and the phone rings and it rings and it rings. And then your answering machine picks up and it's like, hi, this is Heather and Ginger. <laughs> Leave a message. Beep. How long is the beep? Because, you know, remember it used to beep longer the more messages you had. Really? I did not know that, actually. No. I remember it would go like, beep. I never remember that. Huh. I might have just made that up, but I think it's a thing. I'm pretty sure it did. If that's a thing, it beeps like there's one message okay. on there. <laughs> <laughs> we are some sleuthing investigators. Yeah, I don't know if it happened then. Um, in, in the 90s, I think it was a thing. Um, I don't know. Should I go over? I mean, if you need to grab anything, uh, I'm not. I guess I'm not really doing much to help, but we'll be there. I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, maybe we can just borrow Walter's car while he's still working, and I'll just run up and grab some more clothes, grab uh, some money. I'm also probably, like, if she's not there, I'm probably going to take some money from her. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds all right. Yeah, 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 let's go. I'll take a ride with you. Let's go get his keys. I want to contribute to this hotel room, but, like, <laughs> I'm poor. Yeah, it's not a big deal. All right. So, Walter, you're still working, and Heather and Lenny are going to leave the bookstore, right? Yeah. We're going to see if we could use his car. Go to my place. Okay. Walter? Walter, can we use your car for a minute? <laughs> uh, I suppose so. What's going on? Maybe we're going to swing by her place, pick some stuff up. We'll keep an eye on her. We'll uh, gas it up. Uh, he agrees and gives you the two keys, which are now separate from the others on their own little ring. Okay. Wait, is there any weapons that we can just grab? Like, doesn't Walter, like, he's probably a gun guy, just in case, like, Lenny can hold on to it. I'm obviously a terrible shot. So, just for protection. Okay. 
Do you ask Walter if there's any weapons that he has that he can give you? He looks around, uh, make sure the bosses aren't like right next to him. He's like, uh, I mean, there's some things at my uh, house. Oh, wait, never mind. I have a gun. It's at my house. I'll get it there. It's fine. I put the bird book down. I say, this thing's pretty heavy. (laughs) Good deal. I've seen guys get hit with books. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, You do have a gun, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, be careful over there and uh, keep it close. We may need it. Yeah, I have my mace in my purse All for right. now, so. He looks to you there, Lenny. Says, uh, you, you okay to back her up if uh, anything goes wrong? Yeah, I got this crutch. Still got another leg. All right. He nods and, well, uh, I guess uh, good luck to them. Um, hey, Heather, before... Uh... Before you start it up, open the trunk for me. Okay. I'll take the tire iron out just in case. If there's a tire iron. Yeah, we'll say there's a tire iron. And I put it on. Uh, give me a luck roll, though. Put it on the passenger side floor. Luck roll. 58 is not. That's, that's a fail. There's a tire iron, but it's one of those cross ones. That's fine. I love Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a boomerang. Just seems like it would throw well. But yeah, I mean, you can still smack somebody with it. So so you guys go to Heather's apartment? Guess we'll be safe from vampires, huh? I hold it up like a cross. <laughs> yeah, here we go there. All right, so you head up to your apartment. Lenny, do you go up with her or do you stay in the car? Um, I'll go inside with her if she if she wants me to. I'll, if nothing else, I'll, I'll wait outside. Or it's up to you, Heather. I don't, I don't really mind. I mean, if you don't think it's too much, are you like walking around? How many steps you got up there? Are there a lot of a lot of stairs in her that I'd have to traverse? There is an elevator. There's a single elevator. Oh, sweet. I'm classy. Oh yeah, now I'm with you. Easy peasy. All right. So you take the elevator up to your floor, go to your apartment, open the door. I guess you guys step inside. Then when you do, the door slams shut behind you. There you see Ginger with her eyes glowing yellow. She must have been hiding behind the door. Uh Uh-huh. That's cool. And she points your gun at you. No! And you hear out of her mouth come Bradshaw's voice. Where's the fucking book, bitch? Oh, my God! And we're going to end the episode there. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Where's the... It's his voice coming out of that little girl. It's silly. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I saw Exorcist before. Oh. This is fucked up. She's going to start clawing off the walls. She's going to be spitting soup. I was going to say, I mace her immediately, but she got a gun in my face. Ah. She's about to catch that freaking tire iron. Gotcha. I wanted to say I had it tucked <laughs> under my jacket balls. to make it not look weird, but. <laughs> oh, man, I am glad I didn't go back to your place. She got glowing eyes. Yellow ones filled with bile. Are they like Yanush or they like flashlights? Oh, God. Yes, like flashlights. <laughs> he is Vigo. He is Vigo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such a crumb bum. All because I wanted to steal her money. GG. GG, guys. Uh, all right. So. Let's thank people. Yes, let's thank people. Let's thank, let's thank our listeners. Thank Thanks, you, everybody. Give them a good thanking. I should say it. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Seriously. All right. We're going to get out of here. Just remember, sanity is overrated. You guys rock.
you kids aren't making long distance <laughs> phone calls back there, are you? Was considering calling. Shit, is Delaware is Delaware long distance? It's out of state. Delaware would be long distance. Yeah, Christ. Uh, it's a different area code, so it would be long distance. Not my problem. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm about to call Alaska after this, so do your thing. <laughs> Last day Walter had a job. <laughs> it's a little fucked up. You know what's fucked up? That we keep getting attacked by monsters. So, you know what? I'm not too worried about their charges. You know when you put it into perspective that way? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.